12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3-0. Corner taken quickly, Origi! Hello and welcome to the Reds cast. The Reds are back on Win and Ways. I'm joined by Steve, as always. Did you think of the result then, Steve? Um, yeah, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because the game was pretty, pretty rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> but... honest, for, for the majority of the game, it was uh, it was hard to watch, to be honest with you, the first half especially. Um, but... If you think back to the rest of the season, we've done that so many times. Yeah. We're, we've just sort of eked through games, and that was just another one. I mean, we, um, we did have 71.2% of the possession. Um, yeah. So we it was just a typical Liverpool game, weren't it? But we're just not clean. Six shots we had. And I think in the first half, we'd only had one on target, which was just... Exactly. Yeah. I think there was one shot in the whole... The whole of the first half that was on target. I can't remember if that was us or them, but yeah, it was. Um, as I said, it was it was hard to watch, but you'll take that. You'll take a rubbish two 0 every week. Yeah, they're what they're what win your leagues, aren't they? Like as long as you don't That's concede and you keep getting the three points. But to be honest, I don't know if you were the same as me. But at some points during that game, I just kept thinking these are going to do us. They're going to do us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was looking like it was going to be. 1-0 Villa for a long period of that game. Um, we say we had the possession. Yeah. We didn't particularly do that much with it. And they looked like they had a goal in them on the break. What's worse as well is Rainer's probably their best keeper. Now, I was made up that Rainer got a game uh, at yeah. Anfield, but obviously there was no fans there. But then halfway through the first half, I was thinking, why did I want him to play? He's so much better <laughs> than the other keepers. <laughs> Because Rainer nah, actually had a brand. There was no crowd there for him, to be honest with you. It would have been a nice little, uh, nice little return for him. He would have got a good applause, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's not because he's not going to stay there after the season. Is he? he's probably going to venture off to another, probably France. Maybe he's been to all the other leagues, hasn't he? So <laughs> I, th- I think he might even retire. To be honest with you, he's getting on a bit, isn't he? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. that because when we let him go, he was quite old, weren't he? And we, f- I thought, always going to see his career out at Napoli. Then he ended up at AC Milan. Now he's back yeah. in the Prem. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think he'll probably give it up after this year, if I'm honest. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was so far off with my 6 0 prediction. Ashley said 2 0, didn't he? What, did, what was it what you said was yours 3 0 or 2 1? I said 3 0. Uh, yeah, Ashley got it bang on, um, which he hasn't let me forget. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he got it's quite a good. <laughs> we were all so far off with the team as well, weren't we? Because he went oh, full yeah. length strong against Phil. He surprised me. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have played Divock, and Divock's one of them. He, he's he's given us some of the best memories of our lives, but he's just not a good good enough to play for Liverpool. No, which is crazy, no. isn't it, to say? But considering he's like they said yesterday in commentary, there's not many people who've scored in Champions League finals, and he has. But exactly, he's had a handful of of like legendary status moments, hasn't he? Yeah. Take them away, and he's just another. Just, just another player who, who, who probably could have come and gone and no not made a name for himself, but because of them few moments, he's, he'll be remembered forever. Well, and 
that haircut, by the way. I'm not going to say much about that. I'm just hoping that he's dyed it blonde for it to then go red or something. I'm hoping that he hasn't. Because <laughs> for me, it felt like I was watching Liverpool years ago. We had Rainer in goal for Villa. We had him attacking him. It was like who's watching Cissé again. Like watching Rainer again. My head was chocolate. But do you know when you go into into Origi's stats, his past succession wasn't too bad. It was 72%. However, he lost. He had one aerial duel and lost it. Yeah. Um, and he only had 2.1% of the possession. He had no shots, no dribbles, no tackles. So for a striker. I mean, that could be down to the, the, the way the game went. But also, if the game's going that way, you want your, you, you want your, you want your talisman to get involved and you want him to start making things happen. And Divock's not that type of player. He sort of goes with the flow of the game. He, he, he's not the type of player that'll, that'll change the game. He slows it down, doesn't he, massively? Like, when you watch him, the game's so much slower when we play Origi. Yeah. And when you compare him to, like, Bobby's stats now, Bobby changed the game yesterday, and I I think he just shown a lot of people, me included, because lately I've been thinking he hasn't been doing much, but he's come on, he's had one shot, he's had 75% pass succession race, he's he's had a successful dribble, he's not been dispossessed. He got 6.5 on the ratings, but... He just came on and changed the game, didn't he, Bobby? He did, yeah. We, we said the other day, um, it hasn't really happened for him much this season. Um, Stats-wise, certainly goals, assists and all that. Um, but he, he is... The system. A he is, a, yeah, he's, yeah, and he's a massive step up from Divock, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it showed when he came on. We don't... Maybe we don't appreciate him as much as we should. I know the fans don't, but sometimes we probably take him for granted a bit and... He shows when he come on, he, he was the difference. It's just crazy, isn't it? How I, I don't, I personally, if it was me, I'd probably drop drop Bobby back a bit and get another out and out striker mm. Be- because Bobby himself he drags defenders out of position like you wouldn't believe, and then it frees up the space for Manny and Salah. So it's crazy because his stats, like when you look at the team, you know that a lot Liverpool's wage structure is to get a lower wage and highly bonus incentive. And I was mm. thinking the other day, what does poor Bobby get his bonuses on? Because he's always the pass before the pass, <laughs> so he doesn't get an assist and he never scores yes. because he's always dragging players out of position. But he just completely changed the game yesterday and it it shows which is Liverpool's strongest 11, doesn't it? When we made them three subs, we brought Hendo, Genie and Bobby on. It just, we were Liverpool again. Yeah, yeah. And um, Curtis popped up with a, with a goal. I knew he would. The minute he come on, I just knew. I just had this feeling. That he was going to score. He, he is absolutely. He's. I. I'll say it now that he's going to be generational. So when people talk about like my generation was Stevie and Carragher, I feel yeah. as though like the kids of today's generation is going to be Trent and Curtis Jones. I know we've yeah. got Harvey Elliott and Nico Williams coming through, but Harvey Elliott, though we support Liverpool, he's from London. Nico Williams is from Wales. Um, I do hope they have successful Liverpool careers, but the Scousers being Jones and Trent. Jones had two. Mine was, uh, was Robbie Fowler when I was growing up. Oh, I wish I. I mean, I seen. I think I seen the back end of Fowler when I was a kid, but I didn't get to see. Like, my brother absolutely idolizes him. Oh, uh, yeah. God, God for a reason. Yeah. Be, oh, imagine him in this team now, though. Imagine him instead of Divock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but Jones, to be fair, 90% pass succession when he came on. He just didn't put a foot wrong, really, did he? And apart from his goal, he just looked bright, he looked sharp. And that's what you want to see from the kids. And to be honest with you, the past few games, 
Nico hasn't disappointed me. Elliot, when he's gone on, hasn't disappointed me. Jones hasn't disappointed. We've got a strong few kids coming through, really, haven't we, that could push on. So that then bends you on to Curtis Jones as a centre mid. Liverpool have pretty much bought Thiago Alcantara now. Um, Looks at it, doesn't it? There's yeah. a lot of talk. Well, Paul the... Joyce has followed them on Twitter, and usually Paul Joyce doesn't <laughs> follow people until it's completely done, and he knows things, doesn't he? So, yeah, but yeah. Klopp's playing it down a bit, isn't he? Yeah, um, he's saying, "Oh, he's just one of many players that I like," or you know, words to that effect. Like, but he's never going to come out until the, the you know the inks on the paper on the contract, is he? And say, "Oh yeah, we're getting him." It's like Van Dijk. He said, "Oh, we weren't getting him," and then two days later, he, there was a picture of him holding the shirt wearing it. So. I yeah, do think yeah, he'll probably exactly. be announced maybe towards the start of next week, maybe. Um, but then, in one breath, it's like our midfielders missing someone like that. I've seen a stack comparison of Thiago to Wijnaldum, for example, and it's just ridiculously different for Thiago. Bayern Munich haven't lost a game in which he started. Um, and then when you think of the likes of Keita, Fabinho and Thiago in the midfield, it... it it's a bit mouth-watering, really, because he is world-class. He's a world-class player. And I know on a, a pod a few days ago, we were saying about his age and stuff, but he's the same age as Van Dijk, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's probably just, he's just got one of them Diego Costa faces where he looks a lot older than he is, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's only late He's only late 20s. He's 28, 29, something like that. 29, he's but he's only just turned 29. So Van Dijk's 29 next week. Uh, Henderson's yeah. 30. I've I seen a thing on Twitter saying, like, comparing it to the poor players, and like, Henderson's 30, the same age as Van Dyke. He's only a year older than Mane. Um, so he's he's, all, he's an all right age, to be fair, to come into the team. But then I'm just hoping it doesn't ruin chances for like Curtis Jones. It just makes mm. me think that maybe if Thiago's coming in, Jones might go on loan next year to either a newly promoted side or the championship because. For some reason, Liverpool and loan systems do work. Look at Harry Wilson. Look at Brewster now. Uh, yeah, we were saying the other day about Brewster. Where I mean, he scored again, didn't he? Yeah, I think um, he's on nine goals now in ten games, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's whether Klopp wants to trust that as his backup. I don't know. Like, it's mad. It's a mad one because again, Ryan Brewster's a Champions League winner. He's got a medal and stuff. Um, and Which he, is nuts, by the way. <laughs> yeah, didn't play a single minute. That that's how I don't I don't understand Premier League medals because he he doesn't play a single minute and gets a Champions League one, but then he's got to play. He won't get a Premier League one, um, obviously because he's at Swansea. But I'd keep him myself. But then again, I've all, I've also said when he's played for Liverpool, he's not been phenomenal. No. But then maybe the confidence down in the Championship, because to be fair, the Championship's not an easy league to bag in, especially every single game. And it yeah. seems like he's really just took the championship by storm and he can't stop scoring. And I think if he does get loaned out, it's probably going to have to be to a newly promoted team, give him a go in the Prem, see what he's about. Um, I think Chelsea done that with Tammy Abraham, didn't he? Did he go to the Prem for a season? Yeah, didn't he go to Swansea? I think, you think he's been at Swansea. Swansea have had quite a few good people from Chelsea, to be fair, because they had... Um, who else did Swansea have? They've had a lot. They've had a lot of good players. Like, yeah. And to be fair, Bruce Brewster's probably if Swansea get up, and if they get if they get into the playoff places and then win that, it'll be down to Brewster. It, his mm. goals have massively helped them. So then maybe if they come up, he'd stay there and do another yeah. year there. Um, but I think after watching Origi yesterday, I think it'd be good for Brewster to stay. The only thing yeah. I can think is Liverpool must have somebody on their radar. 
in that position. They've got to because yeah. Bobby, if we get to the final hypothetically, because obviously you want to win every cup, it's about 90 games in a season if you lost the final of every cup. I know the League Cup now is scrapped because we're in the Champions yeah. League. Um, but Bobby, <laughs> that's still too many games for Bobby to even want to play, never mind try and play him. It'd just burn him out, wouldn't it? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I say, going back to kids coming through, I was thinking about like, how high a pedestal we put the kids on that are coming through. And it's we've been spoiled in the past. It, you look at players like Gerard's obvious one. Michael Owen. Michael Owen come through as a kid yeah. and set the world on fire. And I think we hold all our kids up to that yeah. that level or that expectation. So they come through and they show a little flash and think, oh, we've got the next, you know, Stevie G, next Michael Owen, next whoever. And then they do the thing what 99% of players do and they just hit a bit of a plateau. Yeah. And then we think they're not good enough or whatever, but I just don't think we give them enough time. That's what I mean, and I think Glendon Jones out, I mean, he's only 19, it'd benefit, but then they're getting these bigger, con- like Harvey Elliott's just be- meant to be getting a £20,000 a week contract, and the kid's 17, and I just hope that that doesn't get, because I've already heard that he's arrogant, but then he's also... Charlie. Yeah, yeah, there's two sides to him, because there's uh, someone who my brother knows his son. I don't know if you've ever seen Harvey Elliott. He gives his share to some lad and then he's always tweeting, like Instagramming about him and tweeting about him. Uh, his dad owns the... Yeah, his dad owns the um, 12-man footy in Belle Vale. He, like, he's, my brother's known him for years. He's a sound fella. Like, um, so in that sense, Elliot's done a lot with this kid. Like he says, he's giving him his share, his share, give him advice and stuff like that. But then in the other breath, he's had clothing companies off apparently. Like that for my when that when I don't remember when it went went all over Twitter and like so he, someone had sent him a pair of shoes and all he had to do was put a picture on thanking them and he did yeah. and then there was all murder and then he he went it up it absolutely went off on Twitter and then he ended up putting the picture on and it's just crazy like I've heard I've heard good and bad about Elliot but then yeah. clock seems to run yeah it's mad it's proper mad um it was I can't I don't want to obviously start naming the companies and stuff. Of, <laughs> But I, the company knows people from my events really, really well, uh, and he'd had them off. So it's just a bit mad, really, because he's got a bit of a bad reputation already with, with some Liverpool fans, especially the younger Liverpool fans. Mm. But then he's world-class, isn't he? If Liverpool are spending the money they did through the tribunal to get him, offering him 20 grand a week, he's, and Real Madrid wanted him, he's, he's going to be special, isn't he? Yeah, they, they, see, so they, they see different things in training, so... You know, they only know we only know like little bits about his quality from what we've seen. He must be he must be unbelievable. Um especially if these stories are true, which I you know, we don't know for sure. Yeah. Um obviously you've got a little insight into that clothing company thing yeah. with him. I could be youth naivety. That's the first thing a, I thought. He could just be a little bit of a, a divvy life, but Yeah, that's what I thought, because he's come up to Liverpool, he's sixteen, um and you can tell his age by like <clears throat> even just some of his posts about his girlfriend on his Instagram <laughs> and stuff, and he just like he's just played for Liverpool and then he's putting pictures like "Love you" and stuff like that. And yeah. you can just tell his age. You can tell his age compared to other players. But then you say that, and then he's it's like oh, he's only seventeen anyway. He's he is a kid. Yeah, you forget, don't you? Because they put on that Liverpool shirt, age sort of goes out of the window, and you forget they're like, what, what were you doing when you were sixteen or seventeen? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
that's what I mean. Like he is a genuine kid. And to be fair, I think he's probably moved up to Liverpool. Loads of companies have been like, can we send you this? Can we send you this? Trying to capitalise on what could be the next big thing. And he's just become overwhelmed and then not posted yeah. certain things. And it's, it's bit him on the arse. I, don't th- I think there's more to it. And I don't think he's completely in the wrong because... Scott Parker said he's unbelievable now. No, Scott Parker's a nobody, but he was the manager at Fulham. And then Jurgen Klopp has got so much praise and respect for him. And Klopp, mm. if someone's a knobhead, Klopp gets rid of them. Yeah. I t- cast yeah. your mind back, I've said it a few times to Sacco. He was a knobhead. Oh, yeah. Klopp just said in a bit and got rid of him. Yeah. Um, so it's. it's mad. That, was, that was a shock, wasn't it, for us? Because we're like, as a club, we're not used to that sort of. Get Even off. though it was, you know, he wasn't the, the best, but he was a sort of big name in the team, wasn't he? Yeah, we'd sign up from PSG. And then, and then yeah, and then and all of a sudden it was like, on your bike, son. And we're like, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not used to this. And then it's, obviously it's worked out fine. I do still think if he would have played in the Europa League final against Sevilla, we probably would have had a better chance. Because didn't love him playing that. <clears throat> I can't, I mean, the only thing I remember about that game was Alberto Moreno's head going. Um, and I think that sort of that was the main factor in us losing that game is yeah exactly. Couldn't handle it. I I could never hate Alby's funny funny. Nah. <laughs> He's just one of <laughs> it's one of them because everyone hates Lovren, me included. But then Alby's probably just as bad. But he's Alby and he is just like yeah. It was both of their birthdays on the same day. The other day, I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I know because yeah. loads of people were wishing him happy birthday. And the only the only one I seen for Lovren was the club. <laughs> <laughs> But to be honest with you, when Lovren goes, he'd probably be a lot more respected by Liverpool fans. He just don't want him at the club, do they? And I'm all for that. Um, completely and utterly all for it. Go he's back. won everything at the end of the day. Really has, and he's played in the World Cup final. Exactly. Best defender in the world. Couldn't <laughs> him, anyway. That, <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the Villa team, no. Would you take Jack Relish? I was thinking about that. Um, I'm not sure. Tell you who, I'll tell you who stood out for me in that team was that Douglas Luiz. Yeah, he come from, um, he's a prodigy of the City Youth Academy and he is, uh, he, he had a big reputation at the City Youth Academy so the fact Villa bought him was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he, he looks exciting, doesn't he? Yeah, I remember when he, he first come through and he, um, he had a big reputation and he didn't do too well. He made a few mistakes, naive decisions, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but I thought against us yesterday, he was one of their outstanding players. Back to Grealish. Uh, he, he's one of them, quite a talented lad. But look, I don't know. Them little shin pads, they just do me head in. <laughs> Graham Sooness said that he had to love to play against them. You could just picture in Sooness as Eddie yeah. wants to snap Absolutely. his leg. <laughs> just going right through him like a train. Um, he's thought of him being the most foul player in the Premier League. Um, People do and, target him, you know. Probably yeah. because he is the the best player in the Villa team, he gets he gets targeted. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I was thinking about it myself. What would I take him? And everyone keeps saying about him going to United. They've got Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandez. Why would he be going to United? Yeah, I can't. I mean, if Villa get relegated, I can't see him staying. Although he is, he's a Villa lad, isn't he? He's... Villa fan, grew up the club and all that sort he's of stuff. He's good enough, so, though, for like a top four Premier League team. He, yeah, that's you, what I mean. If they go down, he's going to want to play Premier League. When you're, a, yeah. when you're a boy of somebody who, of a team like that, that isn't... We say that, but Villa have won the Champions League, but current day Villa are not 
that good. He no. is good enough to play for you. Like probably Tottenham or someone like that is yeah. it's Jack Relish and he won't stay at Villa. He can't stay at Villa. He's he is too good for the championship, no matter how loyal he is. I wouldn't have him at Anfield, I don't think. Yeah, because when you're thinking about it, we're probably gonna be getting Thiago, would he play Grelish does play behind the striker. And all I was thinking was, would he be a good alternative for Bobby? Because people are drawn onto Grelish and they're always mm. they're always trying to foul him, which is a very similar situation to Bobby. Because he does yeah. that and then it allows Manny and Salah through. So that's what I was thinking. He's probably a better alternative than Origi. I can't see him going to United unless they sell Pogba. Yeah, because he yeah, he wouldn't go to Chelsea because uh, they've got like Mason Mounts and stuff, and they've got Zaycha. Is there a shelf for him going to City to replace uh, David Silva? Nah, Phil Foden, I think, yeah. is going to start for them oh, straight away. Course, yeah. um, so I say it only leaves like Tottenham, Arsenal. I think if he doesn't, if he's going anywhere, I think he'd make a difference to Arsenal because Tottenham's got David. Did you? The Dutch one that bears you win or something. The oh, one. Yeah. And he's been he's hit the ground running since he's come. Um but I'm gonna throw a name at you know who I actually would like from the villa team. It's Tyro Mings. Yeah. Um he's solid, isn't he? Yeah. He, he, for the for the majority of the game he did pretty well against us. Um I haven't seen enough of him against other teams where the type of teams that we would come up against. Like yeah. I've only seen them like, like what we throw at them. Other teams would be, you know, you look at Burnley, teams like, no disrespect to Burnley, but teams like Burnley will throw balls in the box. Yeah. Obviously deal with that sort of stuff, so it'd be interesting to see that. Well, um, well my thinking behind it was... Defender, like. Yeah, well, my thinking behind it was obviously, Lovren probably is going to go this year. We were going to get rid of him last year, but give him one more year. So Lovren's probably going to go. So we do need another backup, barge or Massa. And I was just thinking Mings probably would sit on the bench. Although he's only young, I think he's about 21. Uh, no, he's 27. Mings. Wow. Oh. I thought he was a kid. <laughs> um, but he probably would come and sit on the bench at that age to come and whack, rack yeah. some medals up and stuff. And all I, my thinking behind it was he partners Gomez in England. Um, yeah. So then it allows Van Dyke to have rests as well because Gomez is strong with him. Van Dyke's strong with anyone. So it allows them to just have... Might be able to change the back four a little bit more and allow because I don't think Van Dyke's had a, had a rest this year. I think any game that's been big, he's played in, hasn't he? And I think the only yeah. time he had a he had a rest was when Fabinho came in wearing a centre back at the start of the season. Mm, hey, I think he, I don't think that was to a rest or was it was, he was he injured, injured or yeah. So he hasn't had a, an actual like. But that's what I mean. Know, so he, sort of he isn't he, Van Dyke isn't unhuman. He can get injured, so yeah. we do need in my eyes. When you look at a City team, every single position has got two world-class players in. So when people apart, from the, apart from the defence, yeah. Um, but then, I'm always saying, why would people come and sit on the bench? But people, you're judged on medals in football. So at the end of the day, like people like Rian Brewster, when he retires, he's got a Champions League medal. People, yeah. This Liverpool team now, Divock Origi has got a Champions League, Super Cup, Club World Cup and Premier League medal. So yeah. he is not going to be judged on how... Awful he was in 99% of his games for the pool. He's going to be judged on the fact he's won everything. So, anyone can say anything to him and he'll just go like that with his medals. There you go. Well, that's what Shakiri done, didn't he? He got abuse on Twitter and he tweeted some journalist with all his medals he's won. And Shakiri is a well decorated player. Yeah. But on to him. It was good to see him on the bench again, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I 
I quite like him to be honest with you. Um, I do. He's a good option to be fair. I, I can only think he must be an absolute bell end to Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like that sort of fun character that is fun for a little bit. Yeah. Another type of person you, you, you couldn't have, you can go out on a night out with because you do your head in. Yeah, you'd but, have like half an hour. Max coming in for five minutes and having a little chat life. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his calves though he, he is have you seen him there's a picture of him when he was celebrating yeah. the league and they sticking out when he's just sitting down like he's an yeah, absolute he, monster he, he beats uh, Jack Grealish on the calves like I mean the best I've seen in terms of like when they signed for Liverpool he, there was a picture of him stretching for a ball in training was Fabio Barini and his leg muscles were huge and you just thought wow he's going to have some power in his shots and I was so disappointed so but, <laughs> But Shaq is... I like Shaq. I don't know if it's because on his first game he scored over a kick in pre-season against United. I don't know if that just yeah. made him, me love him, but I've never, I'll never say a bad word about Shaq. I don't know. I, I'd like to see more of him, to be honest. He's a good option. Um, yeah. I think he was probably unlucky not to get on yesterday. Yeah. Um, was, it, was it him? Did, did, was it, did he come on against Barcelona in that semi-final? Was it him who put the ball in for uh, Wijnaldum's header? Yeah. Yeah, he's, so he has, he's had his moments, hasn't he? Um, yeah, he has, and he's probably very similar to Origi. Like, he's not world-class, but this is a guy who got relegated two seasons, come to Liverpool and whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'd keep hold of him. Um, unless somebody come in and offered like 30 million or something stupid for him. Because um, there was rumours on Newcastle, wasn't there? Um, yeah. But, where that was going now, I don't know. Well, Shaqiri is about 27, 28 years now, so... He's in his peak, ultimately, yeah. in terms of football. So I just, in my eyes, I keep hold of him. If you're going to sell Harry Wilson, which is probably looking increasingly likely, then our only cover for Salah, ultimately, is Elliot. Because Minamino, although they'll play him there, and Ox, they'll play him there. They're not, they're not right-sided players, they're central fit players. So why not keep him and just give him, even if he only has one or two games a season, it then gives Salah the rest. Yeah, yeah, so especially with the... If we say but in the Champions League we go far, if we go far in like the FA Cup, all them games coming up. Whether he wants to hang around and be on the bench for another season well, in his prime, yeah. that starts at him like in his agents. I think he would. Out. I think he probably would. He's probably. I want to win the FA Cup next year. It sounds yeah. mad considering like we've just won the two biggest of them all, but I want to win it for Hendo. I I quite like the FA Cup if I'm honest. Um, it's like one of them when you grow up. It's the, it's when I when I was growing up, certainly that there was there was no like Champions League. It was European Cup and whatever. Yeah. But that FA Cup final day for me as a kid, I loved it. I mean, don't Whether get me wrong. Playing or not, I know, have loved, loved going down to like Wembley and Cardiff when it was in Cardiff and going to Wembley yeah. for the FA Cup. It is a good day out, and I do enjoy going to Wembley. And now the League Cup's gone, I would like to get there because um, I do like. I mean, obviously, I'll be going for the Community Shield whenever that may be, um, probably against City again. Yeah. Um, but I want to win it for Hendo more than anything because as a Sunderland fan, that was his dream to win the FA Cup. Yeah. And it's the only one he hasn't won now. So I want to win it for him. And that's weird me saying something because I used to absolutely hate Jordan Henderson, but <laughs> Jordan Henderson yeah, now is a Liverpool legend and there's yeah. no change. And now he's an absolute legend. I just want to want to touch on um, City. Did you see the City results? I seen some of the game. Um, 
Southampton defended with their lives. Wow. Um, See, I didn't watch the game. I just seen the results and was just like, wow, what's happened here? Um, to be fair, City were all like all over them. It was it was like attack against the fence. They were like playing against a brick wall. That Stevens at centre back for Southampton. Yeah. My God, he must have made. I lost count of how many interceptions, blocks, tackles he made. He just couldn't get past them. And he defended from the front. It's like Danny Ings was throwing in tackles on the edge of the box. <laughs> like the last last 20 minutes, I don't think Southampton got further out than about 40 yards out from their own goal. Yeah. Um, they, they were literally, it was literally like an attack versus defence training game. And Southampton, as good as City were, Southampton just absolutely took a number on them. Like a plane against a brick wall, and he's talking about defenders coming in. I wouldn't mind that Stevens after watching him yesterday, but whether Southampton will let another one of their players come is. If they're giving us anyone, you can give us Danny back. Yeah. <laughs> Do I want? But I'm going to read you a stat here now, and you're probably going to be very, very surprised. Now, I'm. I weren't going to touch on the City game at all because I don't really care, and I made up that it proves that that game against us was their cut final, and all they were asked about was winning that game. However. My brother sent me this stat, and this will blow your mind. Um, what happened in Man City's last 103 Premier League away games when they were losing at half-time? Now, this dates back to April 1995. They've oh. lost 90, drawn 12, and won one. Wow. <clears throat> one, when they've been losing at half-time, they've only won once. Against in Hud- yeah, against Huddersfield. Jesus. And this season, it's happened to them five times. Since 2009-10 season, 35 times they've been beat. When <laughs> So basically, the message is, if you're an opposition team against City, just make sure you're winning. Yeah, at exactly. Yeah. Get it, get it, yeah. And yeah, yes, I've seen an interesting stat as well. Um, couldn't tell you on the exact details of it. It was something like City have lost nine games this season. Is and we've it? lost nine in the past 200 and odd games or something. So yeah, yeah, it was like, there you go. There, That's there what you when go. people are saying we're not worthy champions. In the past two seasons alone, we've lost three times. We haven't lost at home for 54 games or something like that, three seasons. it's And there's, a, there's another one for you. If, because of City's... Um, Defeat yesterday, they can only achieve eighty-one points in the Premier League this season. Which, when the Premier when the competition was suspended in March, we had eighty-two. Mm. So we could have come back from Project <laughs> Restart and lost every single game and still won the league. That's phenomenal, isn't it? When you think people say City are the best side the Premier League's ever seen, I think it's an absolute disgrace <clears throat> to say that this Liverpool team there is absolutely nobody better. I asked my dad uh, the other no, day. They've been a very good team, very entertaining team over the past few years, but I think we eclipsed them without, without question. I mean, people say about Liverpool teams are previous, and this team broke that many records. We are currently witnessing the best Liverpool team ever. Yeah. Forget your Hansons, forget your Kennedys, forget your Soonesses. We're witnessing the best Liverpool team ever right yeah. now. And even if you ask people like me, I've asked my dad and he's just said, he said, it's hard to compare, but the stats don't lie. That's what he always says. And they really are They're the best Liverpool team we've ever seen. And is it crazy knowing that? Yeah. And it's 
it's going to be one of them. We not going to appreciate it now as much as we probably should. It be... It's in forty years and we haven't won that for years. I haven't been in the pub exactly. going, ah, oh, Rachel Van Dyke. Yeah, they were the glory days. <laughs> they, were, they were the good old days. <laughs> but it's just, it's crazy. And I mean, based on yesterday's game, I wouldn't start that midfield again. I was very, very disappointed in the Ox yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, what surprised me was Kaiser getting kept on when the changes came on. And Fabinho getting brought off because I didn't think Fabinho done particularly bad, but Kaiser probably was the exciting one out of the midfield. Um, and then obviously he set up Mane, wasn't it? He? he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah he he's set... just a Mane. I think the thing bringing Fabinho off is he played the full ninety in the last game. Yeah, uh, he was one of the one of the few who played the full ninety, wasn't he? Um, because. He went to centre back, didn't he, halfway through? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, so he went to centre back at half time, didn't he? Because Gomez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it was just to rest his legs. He, he didn't do anything wrong, particularly anything worse than any of the other midfielders. Um, so Kaita showed glimpses again, a few. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a tough game to judge Yeah. any player's individual quality because it was just a bit of a crap game. Uh, so yeah. definitely but the Ox I'm a massive supporter of them and yesterday it was just it was just like when you look at his stats he, he only he had 3.7% possession he only had 74% pass succession rate it just seemed like nothing was coming off for him and he's only 26 the Ox so I think yeah. he's going to be a player who we do keep hold of anyway I've seen people saying he might be the one to make way for Thiago but I don't think I don't think he would be. I think if anyone's making way for Thiago, it's probably going to be Genie. Um, yeah. But he, the I think pa- that has been one of them days for him. But he wasn't. I, he wasn't that good against City either, well. was he? When he came on, he wasn't. I know he had the own goal, which wasn't his fault, and it probably wouldn't have yeah. been a goal if he wouldn't have got a touch on it. However, I I love the Ox. Me, I think he's a phenomenal player, and I'd love him to stay. Um, but do you just think that he wants that first team action? Do you think he's getting starting to get fed up and? Of being a bench Probably. player? Probably. Um, so he, he, you don't know what the character of the man. Some of them are happy to, to sit on the bench and make the other appear, and some of them want that. They want to be in the thick of the action every week. If yeah. that's what he wants, then I'm afraid he's going to have to go somewhere else to get it. Because Especially if we, if we do bring Thiago in. Because, um, <clears throat> I mean, I do think Hendo's 30 now, nearly 31. Um I do think he'll start fading out in the next few years in the terms of yeah. like he'll start be, being like the Gerard role where they start playing less, um, start fading out. But then, because I don't think Hendo will, will play as long as other midfielders because he's been, he's got, I can't forget the exact term for it, but he's got something wrong with his feet. My brother's got it. And it's, you have to have special inner souls in order for your feet to, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's the same thing as my brother. And my brother, could, my brother couldn't play 90 minutes now and he's only 33. To be fair, the way he plays as well, he's sort of all action, high intensity. Well, did you see him on the City game? I know, once you're at 30, things start going wrong, things start falling apart, you know, yeah. your joints aren't strong, your muscles take longer to recover and stuff, so he will start picking up more injuries, and as you said, I didn't know about that, the deal with his foot. Um, yeah, it, it, it come out years ago, um, but I'm not sure if he might have solved, because he hasn't been that injured so like, lately um, but I think it's when he has a few like, when he plays like a few games and he'll have a rest it'll be because of his feet are, I don't know what happens with him I'd have to get my brother on to tell me exactly but he's got the exact same thing and it's not meant to be a nice 
Uh, yeah, he literally has to take in assault out every shoe he gets and put special mm. in assaults in. So I can imagine playing with football boots and made to be light and these inner soles are big chunky things and they're, <laughs> they're not the comfiest. But Henderson is like, he's starting to get traits in my eyes of Steve. He, like in that game against City when we were getting beat 4 0, he was still chasing the ball down in the 91st minute, thinking that we were playing like for the game of his life. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. His passion and his loyalty to this club, you can't fault. And I like never see die attitude, isn't it? Yeah, you just can't. You, you can't train that. That's just in you, or it's not. And you can just see the difference he makes to the team when he comes on. It's remarkable. Like yesterday, Bobby came on and changed it, but I think Henderson's leadership. You could hear him because obviously there's no fans there. You can just hear him screaming, it's like and like people are making passes, and he's going go pass, even though he's the other side of the pitch, and <laughs> he's just like he's managing the team on the pitch, which is similar to what Gerard used to do. Um. And Gerard's obviously been raving about him, and Henderson in his program. No, Jesse said that he isn't the player he is today because he it's because of Stephen Gerrard. Um, and it just goes to show the influence that Stevie has had on him. And I made up secretly that he's he's ended up being good. Um, <laughs> yeah. because I'd hate to be that club with the captain that shouldn't be a captain. Like he is in the right to be the captain now. Although yes. although Verge looks better in the armband. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm just biased towards Van Dyke, aren't I? But. I do think that I think Henderson might be the one to to miss out because of Thiago, which is bizarre to say because he's the club captain. But I can just see him getting more rest next year than than he's got nothing to prove anymore as he's won everything. So yeah, and if a better action comes in, yeah, talking about it like hearing them shouting, you must you must have done the same as me. I I watched it without the without the crowd noise. No, I I watch it with that to be honest because. I wanted, to hear them. I wanted to hear the players shouting and talking to each other and stuff. And it was we had the, all the other games I've watched. I've watched with the crowd noise. And even the, the last game, I watched the first half with crowd noise. And I was like, right, I'm going to turn it off for the second half. I forgot. So I thought, right, <laughs> I just want to hear them communicating with each other. It's, it's unusual. Yeah, I, suppose I, might, I might do that for the next game. I haven't. I think I, the first time I'd done it was for the. It was in the Bundesliga. Mm. And then. Since then, I, I have always had the crowd noise on purely because it allows me to just drown out the commentators a little bit. But I, I didn't mind it yesterday because Carragher was on. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't mind it, but usually I don't, I'd don't. i rather listen to noise than listen to them commentators. So, But I suppose it would have been interesting because we're a very vocal team, aren't we? There's a, there was a pass quite early on in the game, I don't know if you heard it, and Naby either dribble past someone or made a pass and you heard Van Dyke shout at the top of his voice, Navi lad! Yeah. <laughs> and I had the crowd noise on and you can still hear it. It was mad. <laughs> but it's it's interesting. Like, I suppose I probably will start watching it without the noise on for Liverpool because it allows you to, to hear what they're saying, what they're communicating with. And... You get a feel of like the, like when you're frustrated with something you see or you hear, you can hear it. You know, when the screen like, ah! There was, yeah. yeah, there's a couple of occasions where you're like, oh my God, and then the player's gone, ah, and you're like, all right, okay, well, at least he's as well. Imagine if Carragher was playing without fans. Gee, yeah, you could, yeah, you could hear Carragher stand outside Anfield with 50,000 in there. Imagine it with, <laughs> with no one in there. But, yeah, so, it was a good result, really, yesterday, especially with, with City getting beat. It reinstates the 23-point lead at the top of the yeah. Premier League. It allows us to beat, we think we can hit 104 points now. Yeah. It's like 104, yeah. Um, do you think we will? Uh, I think 
we'll cross a hundred. I can't see us winning every single game to the end of the season. Um, my worry, the worrying game for me is Chelsea. Um, if we play like that against Chelsea, they'll expose us. Um, whether we will, whether we, whether we'll step it up, we need to. When we play Chelsea, we need to hit the heights that we were at against Palace. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not winning that game. With Chelsea, you're off. Want the top four to be wrapped up because that's very interesting at the minute. You want that to be wrapped up before yeah, we play them, really. Top five, couldn't it? Depending on City. So. Well, yeah, then we find that out next week, I think. I'm so excited. It could be, you're looking at teams like Wolves, Sheffield United, they're like, you know, they're still not out of the race for it, are they? No, and you know what? I made up when I'm playing Wolves in the last few games. I just want to put on record Nuno Espirito Santo is world class manager. World class for what he's done at that club. And if they get Champions League football, he should, they should build him a statue. He's been, he's <laughs> yeah, been up what, three Wolves years. Yeah, they, and it, it's it's hard because I I know I know you don't want any teams to be strong. Wolves will never get close to Liverpool, but I half want them to keep a Dharma for another season, and I want them to see what he's like in the Champions League before we go out and spend like seventy million pound on him when you don't know what he's going to be like against the big big boys. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, I mean, it's looking like they're, they're probably going to get at least Europa League, are they? Yeah, definitely. Right. So, I think so he's going to so see European football, so I can see him staying there. I can see Sheffield United getting Europa League as well, which is mad. They only come up this year, and it's just mad. I looked at the league table, and I was like, if you look at the teams in like the top eight, you've got it's Leicester, Sheffield United, and Wolves, and then and Tottenham and Arsenal, and that. you've got Spurs, Arsenal, Everton. Like, Everton. They're all like down there. I'm like, wow. The league's shows mad this year. It's proper mad this year. But when you look at our fixtures. We haven't got. I made up. We've wrapped the league up early because we haven't got an, an easy running. Um, where you, when I'm saying about hitting the hundred and four points, Brighton, even Brighton's a hard game. They done. We were, was it Arsenal the other day? They did didn't they, when they had made on the pitch. So they they're capable of beating a bigger team. Then we've got Burnley, who I hate playing. Don't even care. There's no fans <laughs> there. I'm playing on my home. Yeah, I hate playing Sean Dyche's teams because he just <laughs> I just hate them. And then we've got Arsenal um, away. Not too worried about that one, to be honest. Uh, Arsenal have been awful. Um, really bad. You just, you just know they'll turn up against those, don't you? Now we've said that, they'll, they'll probably do enough. We've got honest. Arsenal and Chelsea back-to-back, which is mad. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the Chelsea games are wet. One positive, I will say, for the Chelsea game, I've only just realised this. But from the Arsenal games to Chelsea games, due to the FA Cup, we aren't going to play Chelsea till a week after the Arsenal games. We play Arsenal the Wednesday, the 15th. Mm-hmm. Then we play Chelsea the following Wednesday. Now, in between that, Chelsea got an FA Cup semi-final on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, if they win that FA Cup semi-final, I mean, obviously, the final's going to be at the end of the season. But mm-hmm. then, I mean, they haven't got the whole travelling down to London, playing at Wembley because they're already there. But they still got that. It's a massive game. Like Frank, that's yeah. their chance to sell where Frank's going to go for that game. Uh, so that, and it's a distraction as well, isn't it? Yeah. So if they've then ultimately, if they win that game on the Saturday, they have the Sunday off. They've only really got Monday and Tuesday to prepare for Liverpool before they play in. And then, but then they haven't even got that because they're probably going to drive up to Liverpool on the Tuesday. I think with coronavirus, you've got to come up a day, exactly a day before, haven't they? And they can train on the pitch. Yeah, because there was videos of Liverpool training on uh, City's academy pitch um, right. before the game so Chelsea will be up on 
the Tuesday. So pretty much they're probably going to drive from the FA Cup straight up to Liverpool. So they're not mm. going to have that. I don't care what anybody says. Players being at home helps. Absolutely. Helps with like, the recovery. It's the comfort zone and the, the, their, their own surroundings. It, it affects them. Whether you like to admit it or not, or how much it affects them, but it has an effect. Being completely honest, I'd lose every single game bar that Chelsea one. That's the only I just don't like losing to Chelsea. And like I said, like they won us the league by beating City. The the whole Gerard slip, the years of abuse off them. It, we've just got to win them. I don't care. And the fact we, we have got, got a good rivalry with them over the past fifteen. That's years, coming back, you know. That's come, like, yeah. now they've got Zaycek and Werner, and they're meant to be getting habits. They're the threat next year. Yeah. People are saying about United being a threat, but United will not be a threat as long as they've got that back five. <sighs> They'll never be a threat as long as you've got Harry Maguire as the club captain, as long as you've got David De Gea, who, can't, who is not, used to be the best in the world. Lost yeah. it now. Lost it now, yeah. But then Chelsea, in the same breath of the saying, they need a whole new back line. Rudiger maybe is the probably only exception I'd probably say should maybe stay. Um <laughs> But he's 33 or 32. They definitely need a new keeper. 100%. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so who, who's the, who's they got at the back? Who's the right back? Would they play either Emerson? That's left back, in it? Emerson or Alonso? Aspilicueta plays there sometimes, doesn't he? But sometimes he plays centre-back. I don't have a look now. Um... And I can't even think who plays right back for them now. It's never been. I don't think they've they've got any massive issues there because I've never seen anyone making a, a point out of having a go at their defence other than you. Christian, <laughs> Christiansen. Ah, oh, okay. And Tamori. The only thing that worries me about Chelsea is since the lockdown, Christian Pulisic has decided he's Eden Hazard, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did start to show. Glimpses here and there, didn't he? Before and but he like he's not... world class. Even even Jurgen said that about him. He's a world class player. Yeah, um, he's coached the match at Dortmund. Yeah, um, he is world world class. Uh, and then even Barkley's looking good under Lampard. But then having someone like Lampard coaching you when you're a centre mid, you're gonna get better. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that rival will be interesting if, if Frank stays, isn't it? And Gerard comes back. Gerard against Lampard. Yeah, that that, that age old debate then, won't it? Who's the best? I think Gerard will be the better manager. Um, I really do. But yeah, then no bias involved there at all. But yeah, no, no bias at all. Steve, Stevie's <laughs> the best at everything in my eyes, though. So <laughs> for Stevie. But yeah, looking forward then to the Brighton game. Um, I was gonna say, shall we expect changes? But it look, it's looking like Jurgen's going full throttle for the whole rest yeah. of the season, doesn't it? I think it'll be similar. It'll be fairly strong, and he'll bring in like he did. Yesterday, he'll bring in three changes, probably. I think we're probably going to see Elliot at some point because Jones and Williams now are both on three appearances. Elliot's on two. Uh, yeah. So we'll probably... he's, he's saying, you know, I'm not just going to hand out Premier League appearances for the sake of it. You know, people will get on, on merit if they deserve it. He's right in this sense, right, where he's saying that the five appearances thing is a joke. Mm. Because ultimately, at 1-0, Villa could have got a last-minute equaliser. Yesterday. Yeah. So Curtis Jones scoring, seeing the game off. Now, if he doesn't play for the rest of the season, he has scored a goal in the Premier League. So why is he not worthy of that medal? Exactly. Exactly. Who's, who's, to, the, who's to decide? 
And I think it's for the club to decide. Well, it, it happened to Franny Jeffers, didn't it, at Arsenal? He only, it was 10 games back then and he played eight or yeah. nine and he had scored like three goals and they didn't give him a medal. Like, how can you do that <laughs> to somebody? It's just crazy, that's isn't just, it? That's just brutal. Like. Well, if you think if you think about in terms of, like, I know Mo Salah's played enough every game, but he had the goal against United, which ultimately won us the league. Imagine if that was his only game. Imagine if Curtis Jones scored that goal, and then you say, no, you can't have a medal because you've only played three times, but you've got the winning goal and like, ultimately won you the league. It's... It'd be demoralising, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I think Elliot Jones and Williams are going to get medals. They're going to get the five appearances because when you look at the fixtures, these, they're probably all going to get on against Brighton. Um, and so, they've all been on the bench for each of the games since the lockdown, so it doesn't count that. It literally, you've, if you come on for ten yeah. seconds, that well, counts. What I mean, he's, he's got them on the bench, so he's ready to use them. Like, yeah, I think yeah. the I think Jones. If they all get on against Brighton, then Jones and Williams are only one appearance away. Yeah. Um, because then you, when you're looking at the games like Arsenal, I think the last game of the season against Newcastle, if the, any of them are missing like a few of like one appearance, they're all going to get whacked in. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But then I wouldn't underestimate Newcastle either. I mean, they played shocking against West Ham, but got a good team then, a really good team. If they would have kept Rafa, yeah. I think if they would have kept Rafa, they would have been a lot higher up the table. If they give yeah. Rafa the money, they give Steve Bruce. But then Bruce has surprised me this year with... How well he's actually done up there, considering the fat owner who's ruining the club. Yeah, I've never been a big game, um, big advocate of Steve Bruce. He's always been one of them. Oh, I'm playing a Steve Bruce team. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but he's quite a funny guy, actually. No, he's you, you grilling me this year. He's quite humorous. Like he, um, he had a little laugh and a joke, and he ruined Kevin De Bruyne's in TV interview, didn't he? I don't know. I that no. Yeah, De Bruyne was getting interviewed by, I can't remember who it was by, but you just see him, yeah, yeah, this game, that game, blah, blah, blah. And Steve Bruce walks past, puts his arm around him and goes, oh, yeah, he's staying here now, he's had enough of City, he's signing for Newcastle. <laughs> De Bruyne just looks at him and was like, yeah, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> De Bruyne is pulling that face, but Newcastle can probably offer him silly money in a few months. <laughs> probably, yeah. That's a player I'd love at Liverpool. And I hate it because every time you play City, you see pictures of Jürgen with his arm around and speaking to him. You just think, go on, Jürgen, get it done. Get him at Liverpool. But it, it wouldn't be a bad shout if they get knocked out of the Champions League. It would not be a yeah. bad shout if Kevin De Bruyne comes to Liverpool. Um, imagine it. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine De Bruyne and Trent. He is one of the, the handful of players in world football that could come in and get a game straight away. There's not many out there who would come in and nail on a first team well he said, Gary Neville said didn't he? he's the best passer of a ball he's ever seen now I know people instantly think Steven Gerrard but think about who Gary Neville's played with he's played with Giggs yeah. he's played with Scholes he's played with Cristiano Ronaldo he's played with Beckham he's played with Cantona and he's saying yeah. that De Bruyne is the best ever yeah it shows how good he is world class he really is world class and he would walk into any team in the world Probably and, and that's the sort of player we've got to look at getting in I think if City get knocked out of Europe, I, I could see him. It's a probably going to be a two-horse race between Liverpool and Real Madrid, I think, for Kevin De Bruyne. Because um, I think Barcelona just want to cash everyone's pensions in. We would do there by them. Um, uh, yeah, I can't see it's Barcelona happening for them. They've just fell off, haven't they? I mean, they've just got rid of Barcelona, who's 22 for a 31-year-old Pjanic. It's, Barcelona have just lost it, completely lost it. Um, Messi's fed up as well. Um, I'll take him on a free. 
he's, he's out of contract, <laughs> yeah. he's out of contract he's next year. He's getting fed up of all the accusations thrown at him that he's running the club and he's kicking the coaches and blah, 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 and he's just getting really disheartened. He is, though. He is, though. If, he probably you, is. If he doesn't but like a player... Well, did, who was it who said, was it Neymar? No, Neymar's mates with him. Someone said that if you don't like Messi, you've got no chance at the club. I can't think hey, who it was. Someone, Ibrahimovic. Someone went over there and had a proper dig at him. I know Abidal. Is it Abid- Eric Abidal, yeah. He was the director of Barcelona. He said that it's Messi's fault that they haven't won certain things and that. And it's crazy. But yeah, before <laughs> we go, looking to the Brighton game, what team are you going to go with and what score? Um, similar team. Um, Trent, Gomez, Van Dijk, Robertson. I think he'll probably stick with that back four. Uh, yeah. Allison and goal. Then I would say Henderson, Cater. Oh, I'm torn here between Fabinho and Chamberlain, probably. Probably Fabinho. I don't think he'll play that midfield three again um, after yesterday myself with uh, Henderson, Kaiser and Fabinho. I think Chamberlain probably would be getting nod over him. Uh, up front, I reckon he'll give Minamino a go. Where in that front three, I'm not sure. Um, probably He'll probably play Bobby Minamino. Be Salah, won't he? Never drop Salah. Probably be Salah, yeah. Um, although you can, you can't half tell Salah's going for that goal. It's, the, 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 I see, I don't know whether you've seen it on Twitter. A few people were accusing the team of not passing to him. Someone was saying about Trent, particularly picked out Trent. Some idiot on Twitter, like talking rubbish. Yeah. But you know, once one person talks rubbish, you get a few people on the bandwagon, don't you? Yeah. Um, they just showed one, just one phase of play where Trent had the ball and Salah, to be fair, Salah was in acres on the right wing, but Trent cut in and took the ball in field instead. And this bell, I was dying. It was so hard not to jump in and get involved in the arguments because like, I've got no time for fools. Um, <laughs> but I, a part of me thought, if I was playing with Salah, there'd be times where I wouldn't pass to him either. Yeah. Um, because he plays with his blinkers on, especially when he's he's you know he's looking for that golden boot. He, he plays absolutely blinkers, and all he can see is the ball and the goal. Yeah, and with Salah, and you want him to not. You want Salah to not think like that. You want him to just think with as it happens, play with don't you? Just yeah. play with freedom. Don't don't overthink it because that's when he's at his best. So what score would you go with for Brighton then? It's uh, one nil. One nil us. My team probably is very similar. I'm going to say Allison, um, Trent, Gomez, Van Dyke, Robbo. Um, might shock you a bit now, though. I'm going to say Fabinho, Henderson, and Curtis Jones. Just because he scored, he's made a statement now to start. It's against Brighton. It's not a massive team. I think he might get a, a start. Uh, yeah. And then Elliot, Salah down the middle, and Mane on the ref. Because Elliot, Elliot needs the game time. He's going to get five medals. I can see him at Brighton being a team. Klopp would start him against, um, mm. and then yeah, I think I think Jones will definitely get a game. Um, and Nico will probably come on about sixty minutes for Trent. 
But then yeah. do you know what's saying that? I'd even rest Trent against Brighton because Nico's good enough. He is, he is. Um, and I'm going to go bold and we, say we four. Said this, we've said this in the past though, haven't we? And it's just been wrong. Yeah, I'm going to say 4-0 for the Brighton game. Um, You're coming down at least from six. Yeah, <laughs> Brighton can be difficult and I know they're trying to fight relegation, but so are Villa and I'm going to go Curtis Jones getting the first. I think he's... I think he's a very, very special talent. You've um, got a massive for this Curtis Jones, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, right, right, so, by the way, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not knocking it. I love him. I think he's going to be world-class, and I can't wait for 10 more years, and he's as good as Steven Gerrard, and people have been taking notes, and that's a big claim. But yeah, he, right. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right, because we need... He's got that. the swagger about him. You can just tell he knows he is world-class. He knows he's going to be good enough. He's generational. He really is going to be generational. And I'm just so happy he's a scouser. People talk about Phil Foden, but Curtis Jones is he's going to burst onto the scene in the next year and he is going to be world class. Yeah. The more scousers we've got, the better. Exactly. Yeah. I like seeing scousers in the team. Obviously, some of them aren't good oh. enough, but I do like seeing scousers in the team. I like seeing the local lads representing. They have the heart, they have the passion. They know what the other 50,000 in the stadium are wanting as well. And He's just a, you know, I think I like him a bit more as well because he's like Farrow and he's a talk stuff lad. And yeah, yeah, not not like you from Birkenhead apparently. Oh uh, no, but your Birkenhead media voice. Don't <laughs> <laughs> set the record straight. Matty is from Heighton. Yeah, uh, Heighton, <laughs> born and bred. Me, uh, no, not living Heighton anymore. I'm Chilwell, but I'm Heighton, born and bred. Um. But yeah, before we go, nice one for for coming on. Stay hopefully. Hopefully we batter Brighton and we'll be talking after that's Wednesday, isn't it? The Brighton game. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. It's also Thursday. It's, it's in a couple of days. I'll have a look. I think it's Wednesday. Uh Wednesday, quarter past eight. Okay. So it'll be the Thursday morning. That weird because I'm in in fact I'm in work, but we'll see if I can be bothered to look at all my stuff with me to work <laughs> after the game. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Thursday morning, next pod. But yeah, nice to have you coming on as always, Steve. Thanks, Dan. Up the reds.